Hello, and welcome to Transforming Talent. I'm your host, Ed Crow, the talent transformation expert for organizations seeking eight-figure growth. We work with those organizations to break through revenue ceilings and realize the business growth that their companies are capable of when they get their people firing on all cylinders. We believe that every business person has a unique voice and a unique angle that makes their business successful. And those are the kinds of movers and shakers that we interview on the show. So stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you could be our next guest in about 30 minutes. So let's jump right in. Hello and welcome to today's installment of the Transforming Talent Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Crow, the talent transformation expert for organizations looking to achieve eight-figure growth. I'm really excited to welcome today's guest, Joey Drollshagen, founder of IFGT Life Coaching. Joey, welcome to the show. Awesome. Awesome to be here with you, Ed. I've really been excited and looking forward to this conversation we're about to have. Oh, I uh, I can't agree more. And and I've got to start off with, I'm sure our listeners are saying, IFGT, what the heck does that stand for? So let, let's start off there. Yeah, and that is my main company, IFGT Life Coaching. And the IFGT stands for It's Freaking Go Time. And that's I love how I operate in all my works. And, and, and talk about where that came from. Where did that idea genesis happen? You know, and I started with this vision that, like that that came to me, and I won't go into the story of that. But at 22 years old, I know, I knew in that moment that I was supposed my life, my passion of my life that's been placed in my heart was to inspire, motivate, and lead millions of people to live better lives. But at that time, I couldn't even do that for myself, let alone anybody else. And I became a student of the works I do today, and it's taken me up until the last almost decade to really step out and start doing this and start living in this life. So with that, all that gap in there of the learning and the stuck stuck with conditioning and that a man gets a job, supports a family, and hopefully lives long enough to enjoy life and retirement. All of that stuff, working through all that stuff, took that amount of time to when I stepped off, it's like, man, this is going to be freaking go time. And then it's like, that's what I'm calling my company. It's freaking go time. <laughs> that's awesome. That, you know, it, it's, it's cool to hear the stories of where neat acronyms, neat things come from. And, and um, you know, I, I think that when you think about anyone who's an entrepreneur, we'll, t- we'll talk about how you help entrepreneurs, but um, they have this, this drive to, to go to succeed. You know, the ideas are always flowing. And sooner or later, you can get bogged down in the, well, I got all these ideas and I don't know what to do with them. Well, you, you got to go with one of them or some of them if you're going to do anything. So, I'm sure that that's part of your coaching, but but tell me a little bit about, you know, what's life like coaching executives who can be, for lack of a better term, scatterbrained because they want to be everything to everybody. Yes. Yeah. And honestly, one of the big things that prevent me, I told, like, I don't promote my business. It's based on attraction. I don't do paid ads and all that. So, so one of the things I run into a lot is people who think of things like mindset and stuff like that is like out there kind of thinking and such, because everything I do, Ed, and you know this, everything we do is is personal transformation that allows you to get business development and really bring about huge changes. So that's one of the first hiccups for people is what I call having a beginner mindset. We all know a lot. If you've started a business, if you've got business ideas and they're rolling around everything, you have information there. Like there's gold in that. 
But without the beginner mindset is you're following your own condition of what you think is best. And that's what runs us into situations of never being able to fully step out into what we want to do. So that beginner mindset says, okay, I know a lot, but how can I take this information and add to that? Mm-hmm. Where a lot of people look at to where I have to leave this to pick up this, it's really a combination of the two. And that's a starting point. Every individual organization corporation that I work with, I start out with what I call dynamic vision road mapping, where we establish and we develop what is that vision. I have so many people come to me, like you said, they're going, I got this idea, this idea, this, you know, and it's it's like, whoa, whoa, you're exhausting yourself. Let's go through the process because it's never this or that. What the intention is, is, is that it's meant to be this and that. So I have multiple companies and multiple corporations and multiple businesses that I've started, but I didn't start them all at the same time. So when developing that vision starts developing that pathway and that roadmap, and that's how I'm able to help business owners, entrepreneurs to take that step out and get it going and do so in what I call record-breaking timing. And I'll give you an example of this. I had a business owner. He was about $1.5 million. He wanted to grow his business to $5 million. In two and a half years before we met, he had added... I think it was $160,000 in business. In three weeks of us working together, he had a $300,000 year over year over year contracts in place. That's what I'm talking about. Those differences can be like that. Helping realtor who was struggling and spiraling downward for 14 years in real estate. And when we met, she said, Joey, I don't even think I have time for a call every week. (laughs) And she was just following that spiral down, following the conditioning, the underlying conditioning. Within the time we worked together, she had her highest earning year at 15 years in real estate at that point. And Ed, it was the only year of her life that she took five weeks of vacation in the same year. One of them was a two-week trip to Israel, which was on her bucket list. Last year, Her goal was $10.5 million in sales without any luxury real estate. She ended the year at just over $22 million. Wow. You know, it it, it really is amazing. When we get mindset. I'm sorry. No, please, please go ahead. And I get to be a part of this. And no, I was going to say, it's all really in the mindset alignment. We, Mm -hmm. It's it's so awesome. I have to stop for a second because of what you said. It's so like awesome that I get to spend my life blessed in in being able to be in other people's lives and see them achieve what they achieve. And every person I work with, I tell them, you know, because they're so thankful. And I go, listen, you're the hero here. You're the hero in this journey. It's all about you. I'm just the paths crossed the way they were supposed right. to, to happen like that. And I love getting to be in this role. I get goosebumps in this role in people's <laughs> lives. But here's what happens through our conditioning and such. We're so often, we look at people like Grant Cordon. Uh, I just use him as an example because, you know, I think he's an amazing mm-hmm. business person. What he's done. So he's, he's a trillionaire, whatever he is in, in the real estate industry mainly, right? And we see somebody that's successful and we say, I want what you have, which is, which is like what helps us to grow into what we want right. to be. But then people go to him and say, tell me what you did. Tell me what you did. Tell me what you did. And so he tells them, I did this and this and this. And he lays out the structure and people follow that. But do you know less than 1% of those people ever truly achieve the same level of success that he has? And it's such it's such a um, 
pivotal thing to understand because the, he found his roadmap to success is what he found. That will not work for anybody else. Exactly. My life, I'm very successful in my life. I love my life. But if I told you to do this, this, and this, you're not going to end up with the same life that I'm living today. So what it is, is we have to go within, go through the conditioning, because that's really what's determining how far we can go of our subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. When we do that, we start unfolding our own unique pathway to success. So that's why some of the tools I teach are uh, developing systems of accelerating habits, because the habits that work for me and bring success are not going to work for you. And the ones that work for you are not going to work for me. So it's helping people to identify what that is. And then Ed, no matter what they do, what endeavors, adventures, whatever they take on in life, they know their wheelhouse. They know what works for them and what doesn't. And that's what helps people achieve more with less effort and open up their life to enjoy it. It's amazing. I mean, I, I hear the passion in your voice. Um, and for those of you that are only listening, I can see Joey's passion. Uh, when, you know, if, you're, if you're watching it, you can sure see it. That's for sure. Um, it, one of the things that I find that, it, and it, it disappoints me when, when I'm working with businesses and, and changing their culture. And I get to the executives and we're working on, they, they've got a vision of what they want the company culture to be. And it's not getting there. And one of the things that I find is that oftentimes these executives are managing or leading from a place of fear. They're afraid to make the necessary decisions and the necessary change. How often do you see that in your clients and how do you work them through that? I see that in the, in the corporations that I've served. I see that in, in government communities that I work with in, in, in nonprofit and like, yeah, even, even boards of like church boards that have brought me in to work with them. It's, about, it, it's across the board. You know, one of the organizations I worked with, I went in there and now there's 300 booming company within months to filing for bankruptcy. And so when I went in there, we started having week, our daily, five days a week, uh, leadership team meetings, and all the executives were there and such. And we'd sit down, and it, would, it was a continuous parade of all the problems and everything else going on, and what wasn't right, and what this, and whose fault, and all this stuff. And man, it, it felt so heavy in there, Ed. It was like under this huge weight. And so I started saying, listen, you guys, you guys, I want to just take two minutes and go around and list something good that's happening. And if you can't find anything good here, Pull it from your personal life or something, but say something good. And everybody would kid me and they called me Mr. Over Optimistic and everything else. And I did that for about two weeks. And, you know, I was, you know, newer into coaching. I had already been an employee, so I was used to dealing with that stuff. But like it's, from that regard, I really had to push myself because it's like, man, I, I don't want people to think ill of me because I'm trying to do something good. You know how all that goes, right? right? right. But so I went in there and I just kept talking about it. And one day we were in there and one guy, he was kind of fed up. He goes, we've had this problem on the small parts that we're doing and stuff. And so uh, so-and-so did this and did that and it's resolved the problem. And the guy from the large parts goes, wait a minute, wait a minute, what'd you say? And he told me, he goes, we got that same problem. And he goes, well, we did this and it fixed it. He left the meeting and went out there. The next day he came in, he goes, problem resolved, you guys. At that moment, all of a sudden, because this president was not on base with me, he thought he thought I was, he's the one that started the over, Mr. Over-Optimistic and stuff. The next day, without him doing it, the other parts of the team started coming in and talking about that and everything else. And Ed, 
part of the thing is we needed new owners to come in and purchase the place because who owned us was not going to put any money into it. And we just started talking about the vision of that. What's that going to look like? Not how is it going to happen, but what's it going to look like? And as we did that, so often people want to put that path down for how, how it's going to happen. And they block easy opportunities from happening. So we did that within two months. We had an owner come in, go through the purchase process, which took about a month, and then dump $12 million into operations to get everything back up and going wow. again. And it, it 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 can happen that easy, but you're right. And it's it's a CEO, it can be a CEO, president, it could be. I had a broker come to me about three months ago. Okay. And he said, My team really needs some help. Like they're just not producing and they're not this and they're not that. So I started talking to him and I go, well, What's going on? He goes, Well, with the economy and the low inventory and like all the crap going on and everything, you know, they they just can't sell. And I go, his name happened to be Joseph. And I go, Joseph. I, I can't help your team right now. I guess I can, but in a roundabout way, you need coaching. Mm-hmm. And he goes, what do you mean? I go, I know clients in that same market who are on track to do $20 million this year. Speaking to the one client who ended up at 22 at that time. But I said, who's on track for 20 million? And she's in the same market you're in mm-hmm. right now. So how is that she's able to and your team's not? I go, I'll tell you how because of you, because you're leading your team with all the hiccups and all your fears and all your doubts and all the reasons you can't. And you're, you're, you're feeding that to them. How can they be productive? Well, he got insulted. And I said, okay, if you realize this, just let me know. Well, and, and sometimes it's like that, Ed, you know, where it's like, okay, if, if you're not open to receiving where help is coming from, then you can't. What sure. I do isn't necessarily for those who need it. It's for those who want it. Want it. Yeah. I, I've got a, you know, I've got a client that um, I love them to death. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it, it's a great organization. The, the owners care. But when I'm in those executive meetings, it's the, the primary owner, the, the primary shares uh, holder is so almost beaten down. And I feel bad for the guy because he's, he's really on the verge of complete burnout. And when we talk about his challenges in the organization and we start to go down the solution path, I hear, well, yeah, but, and then we come over here. I said, okay, well, you know, here's what I see in that. Yeah, but we're back over here. Yeah, but over here. And, and sooner or later, you know, I get to the point where I said, okay, well, which fire are you going to let burn? If we can't solve all of them, then what, which, which house is burning down? Let's figure this out. But let's, let's get the fear of, well, if I do this, these dominoes over here are going to fall. We don't know that. We don't know that for sure. Um, and if they do, we'll figure it out. But I know if you don't do anything, the whole house is going to burn down. So um, is it better for a few dominoes to fall or you lose the whole house? Right. Yes. And even in that, I don't decide that for anybody I work with. You know, I tell people all the time, Ed, I don't, I don't, I don't know your pathway, but what I'm really, really freaking good at is helping you identify what it is and then give you the tools and help give you the assistance and, and support and everything and bringing those to fruition quickly. You know, I, that, that area I talked about where the small parts got fixed and then the larger ones, you know, mm-hmm. they were, they were at like a 60 some percent scrap rate on everything they did. And they oh, were only yeah. operating two days every third week. Once they figured that out, that took their scrap rate almost to single digits. 
just in that one thing took them down to almost single digit scrap rate from it. So that's how high the scrap was in that area. That's and insane. all they did was get together and complain about it. I had a business, a CEO of a company come to me. He goes, listen, I need coaching for my team, but I don't want you to come in and coach my team. I want you to coach me and then I'll coach my team. And I was like, okay, a little protective, but you know, that's all right. I'll do that. Right. The third week we worked together, I found out that this gentleman has a 36-year marriage and he and his wife coexisted. They lived in the same dwelling. They didn't shop, eat, nothing like that together. The fifth week we worked together, he happened to be at a live event I did up in Michigan. Mm -hmm. And so I asked him to do a testimony. He came up on stage and he goes, sure. So we're talking. I asked him what it had been like. He he said that it came out the third week about his marriage. Now, what's that got to do with business, right? Well, now I said to five, now we've been working together five weeks. How's your marriage now? He goes, it's like we're newlyweds. We shop, we eat together, we we snuggle up on the couch and watch movie and popcorn. It's like like we're newlyweds again. So I asked him two questions. I said, first, we know you've been working with me. What's your wife done? And Ed, he goes, she hasn't done nothing. <laughs> and then the other part of it is once we got done, we only did a 12-week program together. Once we got done, his team no longer needed coaching. His team started accelerating. They started flourishing. They started getting new opportunities from un, you know, out of the blue places and things like that and everything. And, and the reason I'm sharing that is because you cannot do business development without doing personal transformation. But as right. you step into that and as somebody shifts, everything around them has to shift as well. So when we focus on what's not going great in our lives or what we want to improve and we focus on that, it's going to impact those other areas. Absolutely. Yeah. How we how we view ourselves is sometimes the lens through which we view the world. And, and then that those tentacles obviously start to to move out into, you know, I, I guess I'm a, I'm a believer in if, if you it's that old. If you believe you can, you can. And to your point, you've got to find the path. And then, of course, the corollary is true. If you believe you can't, you're not going to. Um, you mentioned uh, prior to the call that you, you've got a method you call the SMT method. Can you, you tell our listeners a little bit about that? Yeah, and it took me almost three decades of, of study and continuous coaching and all this stuff to put this thing together to truly make sense. Because I come from the background of like the secret and stuff like that. And uh, for years, I tried to positive think my way into the life I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I found out. I found myself disappointed, frustrated. At some point, I started blaming myself that there was something wrong. And and all that stuff is great. But what's missing from a lot of it is that we have our total mindset is made up of our conscious mind and our subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. And our subconscious mind is where all of our conditioning is, all of our programming, all everything we've ever said, done, all of that stuff's in the subconscious. So when we go out to do something new, we step out and that tapes start playing from the subconscious and depending on the conditioning that we've had, that's going to determine what actions we're able and not able to take because it's going to hold us up from other ones, fear about worry or other things like that. So we, when we, when we, in the whole SMT method is to help bring alignment to that conscious and subconscious mind. So the total mindset's working for you. Once we do that, that's how all of a sudden people have an idea of something they want to do. The action seems to show up out of the blue. They take an action. The next action shows up and, and we, they get out of that mode of their conditioning. Tell them you got to try harder, do more massive actions, to-do lists, like exhaust yourself to try and yep. make happen what you want to make happen. And they get into that alignment stage of allowing the directions to come to them, allowing opportunities to show up because they're going by us all day long. But if we are, if we're 
working massive efforts and exhaustive hours and everything else, we're going so fast, we don't see them. You know, so the SMT method, it's a 12-step framework that I take clients to in either 12 weeks or six months. And it's really starting with a dynamic vision. We go through that process. And what we're doing through the process is developing a successful a success roadmap for the individual I'm working with or organization. And then from there, we establish systems of accelerating habits, things that work for you, because what works for you isn't going to work for me. And we implement those and we have time to do that through the process so that when somebody's done, my goal is when I'm able to help people to, and then they can go on from there and, and follow whatever it is they're supposed to follow. I don't work on lifetime coaching and things like that. Right. So, so as somebody moves forward from SMT method and learning those principles and having some support and implementing them, then they can go forward. And once they have that success roadmap for their life, it doesn't matter what endeavor, adventure, whatever they take on, they have that locked in within them so they know what works for them and what doesn't work for them and follow that process. You know, it, it really is amazing, um, you know, when I hear you tell these stories, the, the power that fixing your mindset can have, obviously not just in your personal life, but your business life and your relationships and everything. Um, because I think it's a it's an often oh what's the word I'm looking for uh, misunderstood or, or just just not viewed as oh well, I can segment my life you know when I'm at work I'm all work when I'm at home I'm all home no we're we're, we're human beings um, we're, we're not robots that can segment and so no matter how hard we try to segment pieces of our life what's going on in one bleeds into the other and so if if we don't develop the right mindset around things it really does impact who we are. And once we get impacted by who we are, then everything else starts to unwrap. Everything, everything in our existence. You know, the reality of our life is really make-believe because it's based on our perceptions, which is based yeah. on our underlying conditioning. So the way we view things and things like that, Mr. Over-Optimistic, I still to this day get calls from people that are asking, hey, I got this going on. How would I shift my mind around it? And things like that. Once we, you know, the... All we have to do, if there's an area of our life we don't like, if we look at our perceptions, we can shift those and experience life differently. The bad part about it, Ed, is nobody can do that for us. We have to choose to do it ourselves. And you're absolutely right when you said that. People can put on a business mask and they can put on a home mask and they can put on a church mask and a friend mask and a lover mask and all these things. The commonality in all that is they are still them. That's right. You know, so and they're, being, and they're experiencing... being untrue to their real self by, by switching masks out. Yeah. And, and that conditioning going on, that underlying conditioning from the subconscious with that playing out, that's going to play out regardless of the mask you have on. And that was where I made a big mistake for years thinking I could just positive think my way, positive speak my way into this life I wanted. But that conditioning kept bumping up and I didn't even recognize it. And that's where coaching, you and I both, what we do can be such a huge service to people because what took me a decade to figure out, my clients learn in weeks, exactly. you know, and they can start understanding. It's not a judgment thing. It's not that you're right or wrong or good or bad. It's just you have this conditioning and it's not even your fault you have the conditioning but it's going on within you. And until you shift that, you won't experience anything different. People will say to me all the time that what they want to achieve is based on their 
their sex or color or, you know, where they're from mm -hmm. or this or that. And I go, no, you know what it is? It's based on your subconscious conditioning. That's what is going to be your limit in anything you do. Right. And, and at risk of getting too existential here, I, I have a business associate who has a background in therapy. And she talks a lot about, you know, we are who we are because our lifetime of experiences, you know, and, and that's prior to maybe our even our memories being focused. You know, if, if mom dropped you on your head when you were two months old, innately, you may have a fear of falling. And that may not just mm -hmm. translate into a fear of heights. It can be, you know, falling off your, quote, pedestal if you're a leader, those kinds of things. So that that programming really goes back. And of course, then you've got the troubled teen years and everything else. And so all of these, we become the products of all of our experiences. And so that unprogramming in some cases is so critical to us reaching our potential. Absolutely. And, and you know, and, and here's one of the really cool things about what I do is, and I work with a lot of therapists who come to me to get for a 12 week program that I take them through so that they have those tools then to bring to their clients. So that's always really close to my heart because it's expanding my footprint, you know, but yep. what happens is we have a conditioning happen early in life. You know, I've been raised in a very low income blue collar family outside of Detroit, Michigan with five kids and my mom and dad. I watched them struggle my entire youth. And I remember at nine years old thinking, man, something's not right here. Like, this isn't right. I go to my friends and they had nice things and they had money and they'd give us both $20 or $10 to go to the ice cream thing and stuff like that. My parents didn't weren't like that because they didn't have it. Well, and so I vowed it at that young age. I think it was nine, actually, when I said, man, I'm, I'm not I'm not living like this. Well, then I found myself in my adulthood struggling financially, regardless of my income. I had a business and I was working full time and, you know, things on the side and stuff. And I still, no matter what, I struggled financially. It wasn't until I realized this. So what, what we do is we, we, something will happen in our conditioning. And then without even realizing it, we strengthen it by letting it lead the way for us. So we go up against something and it's like, oh, no, 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 I couldn't do this when I was five, you know, there's no way. I, and, and, and so we enforce that side of things and we go through life continuing to build on that conditioning. And again, our conditioning is nobody's fault, even the people that gave it to us right. are doing the best they could. But we're reinforcing that conditioning until we go in and shift that, it can't not limit our life. Exactly, exactly. And, no, and you know, I, I, there, but it no, I, <laughs> it's okay. We all know what you meant. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's, it is a fascinating discussion. Um, the, the dynamics that impact how we can lead others, you know, whether that's in our personal lives or our professional lives, or as you mentioned, our church lives, or we're on boards of directors or, or whatever, um, how we conduct ourselves and how we lead ourselves. Um, one of the, the great quotes uh, that, that I love from John Maxwell, he talks about, until you lead yourself well, you can't lead others. Yes. And, yes. you know, you can, you can put on a show for a while, but sooner or later, people are, and not that you need to be perfect to be a leader. Absolutely. You don't, but sooner or later, people are going to see through the, the cracks and realize you are not who you say you are. And now you've broken trust. 
I'm leading a, a leadership conference, an eight-month leadership conference down here in South Carolina for a local government agency. And there's like 15 people in the class and stuff. And, and I'm taking them through this stuff. And I'll tell you, when I first came out with some of the with some of the stuff we're talking about right now, one of the guys asked me, he goes, Is this like the matrix? And I go, kind of, but I'll make sure you get the blue pill. But as I explain <laughs> it more, like I can see people going, ah, and having those aha moments. And now all of a sudden, the third time we meet, they're coming back going, man, I, I noticed this and I know that. And all of a sudden, it's like they catch that ignition of that. And leadership, so often we're taught leadership out of books. And I'm not ripping anything. I've written a book, right. but we're taught it out of books or mentors or other leaders. And they tell us what a good leader, how to be a good leader. They're telling us how they became a good leader. Yep. What we need to identify with more, instead of trying to jump on the coattails of somebody successful and follow their pathway as our own, we need to find out that we all have leadership, you know, uh, powers within us, capabilities, all of that within us. We need to tap into that. That's how we bring out leaders. When you look at the people who have altered this world, good and bad, mm-hmm. that was leadership that came from within them. It didn't come from what somebody else told them. We can get again, some more assistance with that, but trying to follow somebody else's path in anything isn't going to get anyone what the person giving it no. to them got no. received from it. No, I mean, because you can always look and, and emulate other people's success and try and do those things. Yeah. As, as you said, the flip side though is if you don't show me your failures, then I never learned the things that you did through those failures. So that roadmap that you talked about of well, hey, all, here's everything I did to be successful. Typically, we leave out, well, yeah, I screwed this one up. And over here, I made this bad decision. And, and we learn from those things. And until someone makes some of those mistakes and truly learn, hopefully, truly learns from that mistake, it's hard to really grow. Very, um, very much. And, and you said, hopefully, learn from mistakes. That, that's the only thing we could do, or we're going to repeat them over and right. over and over and over. over, but, and over. but that's what it is. Like, and, and again, it goes to the conditioning, right? We have a failure. It's like, oh, I'm not good enough. I failed. I, I this, I that, and everything else. And then something will come up, and they'll have an idea, and they'll go, no, no, because I failed over there. You know, that didn't work out, so I'm not. And that's that reinforcing that conditioning. When you clear out of the way, exactly what you said is the absolute truth. Edison trying 10,000 times to involve in, in, oh my God, to, I can't think of the word, to, to create the light bulb, yep. invent, invent the light bulb. And they said, what do you think of 10,000 failures? And he goes, oh, it was 10,000 pieces of information telling me what not to do. Exactly. When we can look point. at it like that and understand even the things that we, and, and failure is only ever truly failure when we stop trying. That's when failure happens. Right. Otherwise, we're hitting what I call speed bumps. And so right. when we're hitting those speed bumps, as long as we're learning from that, it, the intention of it isn't to pull us away and say you can't. The intention of it is to help us find the pathway to what is, right. you know, to what it is we want. That's yeah. all it is. It's that failing forward. You know, instead of allowing it that exactly. failure to knock me back, how do, I, how do I keep moving forward and say that didn't work? Where's the other angle? How do I get around this block yeah. if I really want to get around the block? Yes. And use, utilizing the, 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 the core of the SMT method, I've created other, pro, you know, different programs with it. And one of the things they specialize in is helping people who have been through divorce. Mm. Now, we know people, I know people who have been divorced 10, 12, 15 mm. years. And even now, every time you talk to them, all they talk about is what their ex did to them or what they're going through because of their ex. And, and they're still in that. And what I'm able to do is help people that go through 
traumatic events like that and take that emotional energy and convert it to fuel to launch their life, to use that episode in their life to go further than they could have went without it. It's amazing. It's the same thing with business that's experiencing bankruptcy or something like that and stuff, you know, as long as, as long as you can still open the doors, even two days out of every three weeks, you can rebound from that, you know? And so use that, use that emotional energy as fuel to catapult you past that episode. And that's when you really find the gold in those instances like that. Joey, it's it's been we we could keep going, I'm sure, <laughs> um, because when you talk about the the power of of the mind and the power of of what's in our hearts to to transform us as people and and therefore make us better husbands, wives, significant others, business leaders. I mean, we we could certainly talk um, for for an extended period of time about this. Um, you've got a lot going on. Um, I'd like you to to tell our leaders a little bit about, uh, or excuse me, our listeners. Uh, where they can find you, where they can learn more about you. Absolutely. You can go to Joey Drilshing and all the social medias and stuff. Um, the, the easiest way I tell people, because I love these conversations, that is, you can tell, it's great talking to you. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I know we're going to be doing this again, but anybody can reach out to me at coachwithjoey.com. And they can schedule a 10 minute call with me and we can continue this conversation. And I'll tell you, if, if, if you're a business owner, if you're, if you want to be a business owner and have entrepreneurial ideas or things like that, if you're a realtor, if you're a sales or lead sales teams or any of that, and you're having things you're bumping into that just aren't working out for you, schedule a 10 minute call and you'll walk. I promise you, you're going to walk away from there with some tools that you can start implementing to start opening up ideas to start opening up, you know, things, achievements easier. And, and you'll identify, you'll have some identifiers for some of the pitfalls that most people fall into that you can start avoiding and sidestepping and such. So coachwithjoey.com. Coachwithjoey.com. Joey, thank you so much. Again, everyone, this was Joey Droshagan, founder of IFGT Life Coaching. Joey, thanks again for, for being with us and, and sharing just a few of the many tidbits of, of wisdom that you have. And you're right. I think we, we will be doing this a, again in short order. So I appreciate uh, you listening again today to the Transforming Talent Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Crow. Until next time, have a great day. Hey, Ed Crow here. Thank you so much for listening to today's segment of Transforming Talent. If you're a business owner or executive of a business that's on a revenue freight train that you're not sure how to control, or maybe you're butting up against a revenue ceiling that you don't know how to break through, we'd love to have you on this program. Please visit my website at edcrow.com slash speaking slash podcast to apply. Now, for our listeners out there, if you got something out of this interview and you'd love to share it on social media, please go ahead and do so. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone, text it to a friend, and post it on the socials. If you know someone who would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag TransformingTalent. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We're rarely putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, 
go to my website, edcrow.com, where you can follow me on LinkedIn, Twitter, or Facebook. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again next time.